Uh, I guess I'm breaking a little bit myself. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Salutations, listeners. This is the Demo Team Podcast. The only podcast supporting your addiction to Dance Gavin Dance. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. We're the only one. We support lots of addictions around here, man. Not only do we support Dance Gavin Dance, everything post-hardcore to... Everything uh, but Gene's addiction. Well, there we go. We just fit fit someone's addiction right there, dude. You just said them. Now someone's going (laughs) to just be like, there's going to be somebody in the comments and just being like, dude, you said Jane's addiction and I'm here for it, bro. Don't they have a song that starts with the words Jane says? That's like the Uh, word. Yeah, Jane. Isn't that like, I I do like that song a lot. Jane says. That's that's Jane's addiction, right? Or is that a different band? Jane's addiction. Who, I don't well, know, I mean, I guess, of all the songs they've done, that's probably the only one that I like, like, or, like, really care about, I guess, but. I caught Stealing was okay. I guess. Here we I think, go. I think the bass player needs uh, kudos for being known as the dude that was married to Carmen Electra for a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, that's, uh, what's his name? And Dave Navarro? Wait. Yeah, he was Did in Red Hot Chili Peppers for a little bit. Bar? He played guitar, I thought he was a guitar not. player, yeah. Well, was he guitar? I thought he was the bassist. And no, he, no, he's a uh, guitarist. Yeah. And um, Perry Farrell, Farrell was the guy. Was Perry Farrell's the singer, and he uh, started Lollapalooza, too. Uh, I, was, I was joking. But, I, I said Will Farrell, but you know the... Oh, Will Farrell. Oh, I, I, I uh, just The drummer of uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Chad, I think his name is Chad Smith. And he looks he like Will Farrell, like yeah. Farrell. Yeah. <laughs> Noise. <laughs> yeah, so this is yeah. So we're doing '90s rock podcast. this week. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna be finishing up instant gratification today. Well, we're gonna we gotta finish up in utero first. Well, instant gratification came first on this You're show, right. at least at the very least. I feel like we should finish something before we move on to something else as intricate as uh, Jane's addiction. Intricate. You know, they're so detailed. You know, a lot of 90s bands had, like, names with girls' names in it. Like Alice in Chains, Jane's Addiction. There's other ones. I just can't think of them. Yeah, Nirvana, Nirvana was, like, totally, like, the most casual, average girl's name, you know? Pearl Jam. <laughs> I know. Pearl, Pearl from SpongeBob. Damn, no, I'm trying it. to think of a, of oh a 90s band with the girl's name in it. Marcy's Playground? Yeah, yeah. That, that works. Uh, oh, wait. When, when did Black Dahlia Murder come out? That was not <laughs> like the 90s. It's definitely not 90s, bro. <laughs> as far as we know. I mean, they've been around quite a long bit, though. So you're not like, too uh, far off. Early-ish yeah. 2000s. Some, Macy something. Uh, maybe it's Marcy's. Uh, Macy yeah. Gray? Yeah. Macy Gray. Like, the person? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that band known as Macy Gray. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, there was that band, Hey There, Delilah. That's playing White Tees. Yeah, I never liked that band. Uh, 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 uh. So, do you think the Smashing Pumpkins like really smashed pumpkins, or do you think they just like thought Don't that was? Don't start a- that. I mean, um. <laughs> <laughs> what is that a thing? 
I mean, uh, what's his name was kind of a douche, so probably. <laughs> oh, Billy Corgan? Yeah. Billy's not a jerk. He's a wrestling fan, which are they're all known to be very level-headed and understanding folk. No. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> exactly, wrestling brother. fans. Hey, man. Good for them for being on Sumerian, though, but I just want to know if they're going to have, like, breakdowns. Oh, that was cool that they were. Yeah. I mean, I mean... I, I, the, if Sumer, on Sumerian, sleeping with sirens can be heavier than asking Alexandria, so God only knows what they're going to do with Smashing Pumpkins. I mean, their time's been up for a long time, though. When's the last time they, like, released anything remotely interesting? I mean, I bet you their new stuff is, like, somewhat interesting, which is we don't listen to it because we expect it not to be interesting. I mean, it's I like, try it. I tried to listen to them like somewhat in the two like later two thousand. Like they had a song called like Tarantula or something. Oh yeah, and it wasn't too bad, but yeah, feel like it it didn't have that. It's like I feel like Billy Corgan's probably putting out decent stuff at least. Yeah, he's got a really good Billy Corgan. Do you understand? Yeah, I'm not. Like, I'm sure I'd rather listen to new Smashing Pumpkins. Than, like, a lot of new like, stuff. Like, I'd probably rather listen to new Smashing Pumpkins than, like, new Pearl Jam. Then nah, maybe oh, not. For sure. Or Creed. I mean, yeah. Or if Plain White Tees were to come out, like, with a new song, I'd probably listen to Smashing Pumpkins over it. Do you think that's going to happen in, you like, know, 2013? like kind of like with the Coheed and Cambria and Rick Springfield thing like they're going to be like a hey there Delilah part two and it's going to be how Delilah was oh really good in New York no no you don't think that'll happen maybe but eh, I don't know the other thing about Plain White Tees is that there is another song by them that I like but only because it was on iCarly oh gosh what what was it I don't know. The I just really goes, uh, 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 oh. and then, uh, also, that reminds me, last night I was talking with someone on Twitter about, uh, under the Demo Team podcast about, uh, the All American Rejects. Yeah. The All American Rejects were like low key hit makers. Not even yeah, low they key. Were. No, very they, high key. They, they weren't very They're high also key. They were really good live. I don't know. I, I kind of like have this view of them. It's like I feel like they're the last band I remember, like like rock band I remember that like everyone like actually embraced, and then after that, no one really cared about rock music the same way. Well, they were kind of in the pop punk, like they yeah, kind of like, came out in that like pop punk um, emo umbrella, but they were definitely like the band that was you know they were trying to make like the radio hits, uh, but taking definitely. you know like. Like basically reaping off of, I don't know, bands like Newfound Glory and stuff like that. Like you know, yeah, like there's know. like the underground bands or the bands that kind of start that hit the underground wave, like. And then like, the people who figure out how to write the songs really well. Yeah, and then Hawthorne Heights comes out and and Story of the Year. But like Hawthorne Heights didn't get because like All American Rejects. Like, I mean, I was young, but I remember like my parents liked them, like. People like a lot of people like them. They had like they were. I think that I was like pretty much for me. I think like the last time that I think rock music really like had 
an impact on like a lot of, like a large group of people and then after that it's just like rap and pop yeah i mean they they, they were big enough to the point that they were uh, like they appeared at the beginning of an episode of house like on fox like they were a household they, name they were like yeah. on on soundtracks and all this yeah. stuff they were big and i mean they kind of they, they did pave the way for like the bands that came after them to like kind of blow <laughs> up like fallout boy Oh yeah, definitely. You know, Tyson Ritter was a decent songwriter and singer. Sounds like yeah, someone's they, typing they on a typewriter. Tone. So what about uh, getting on to that instant gratification? Oh yeah, huh? Huh? Remember that? I'm down. Move along, you know, by uh, Volmerk and Rejects. That was that was probably <laughs> yeah. like their best song. Yeah, Move Along had John Mass's best like lyrical content. But we should we should move along and start talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's got me swing swinging. Because my swing. paper heart will bleed soon if we don't start talking about these last four tracks. I thought that was your dirty little secret. These last four <laughs> tracks are just giving me hell, bro. <laughs> Then tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, Damn, yeah, sorry. I was Kat, trying to Kat. remember if they had a song called One More Song or One Last Song. <laughs> Probably. Their last album actually wasn't really bad. Like they released an EP, I think, earlier this year. Stop listening to bands like last album. All right. What? No, you like, stop. You like listen to every like time. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're always that guy, their last album that came out like five years Kids after in the, people. Wait, thought, Rejects oh, Faves. Just, I'm looking it up just, right now. Just because you wanted to give up, Moses, doesn't mean I have to. <laughs> I always enjoy those last efforts, man. Yeah, you're like the one you're like the one guy. Oh, we got we got a stream today, boys. One true streamer. <laughs> <laughs> so and yeah, sorry, Cash. Like, while y'all were going on about old 90, 90s bands, I'll explain some Smash. So. Wow. Oh. <laughs> you play Smash during this? Sometimes. <laughs> okay, that's cool. I mean, last week I was watching like my, I was watching like basketball and hockey during the Ben Rose interview. I'll be honest. <laughs> and afterwards. No, you should have. It's playoffs. It's playoffs, too. man. Yeah, dang, Cash. I was all ears on that one. <laughs> What'd you say, Moses? I was like, that was probably our best interview, too. Ben's got a lot of yeah. good information. Yeah, that's only when I don't have much much to say on an interview. <laughs> well, we haven't yeah. gotten it. I think we all had Brad yet, so... I think we all, like, had pretty good moments in it, though, I will say. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, man. And you get that baby out there. Speaking of the playoffs, uh, what do you guys think about the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Crows? <laughs> I think, uh, wow, is that a Super Bowl prediction? Eagles versus Ravens? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they on the same um, same division? No. Nah. It'd be a pretty fun game. Eagles versus Crows, though, is a good song. It starts off all ska-like. Yeah. Ska-like? <laughs> it kind of is. And I kind of 
reminds like I, I said on an earlier episode is that like this album kind of felt like ahead of it it feels ahead of its time now because like i feel like a lot of like swan core bands or whatever the fuck you call them kind of had the sound i think this is kind of like one of those examples of like a sound that ends up getting used later on by a lot of bands yeah i mean eagle vs crows is definitely in my opinion underrated it's very uh I don't know, it sounds experimental, kind of trippy and sexy all at the same time. Like, that uh, first verse, John has kind of a rap cadence, and it sets up Will very nicely for what is probably my favorite Will rap verse. Um, I, I think it's like the one where he sounds more like an actual rapper and not like, a guy who's rapping over a quote-unquote rock song. This is the ghost of sex. <laughs> <laughs> that one's really good, though. Like, I mean, well, most of it's, uh, like, I don't know, rap verses have been okay. Yeah. But, like, like, the, like somebody, somebody um, described or compared this one to almost having, like, a Tupac uh, cadence, which I guess I could kind of see it, but I don't know. But yeah, it's I definitely a little the bit. closest one to actually sounding uh, like a rapper. This uh, is definitely like the only Dance Kevin dance song I've ever listened to and been like, wow, Will should just rap the whole thing. Right? Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Not that Tyler yeah, John's parts are bad. You Honestly, said John's parts are no, bad. I said, I said not that they Tillian or John's parts are bad, but like I feel like this is, could have been like having just Will rap over this would have been really cool. It would have been cool having him in the verses, but you need that chorus, man. And I can't really true. explain it, but Tillian's like really vocal there. delivery in the chorus really stands out and it seems quite unique uh, for I don't know. I guess Tillian, uh, the guitar riffs throughout the song are pretty unique as well. It's like nothing difficult, but I don't know. They just sound like really cool. If anything, it's one and of the of more course, like, with, Yeah. Yeah. They're just really fun, kind of groovy, especially the one, like the one playing in the background during the chorus. And you can't talk about the exactly. song and not mention the drum and bass. Like they're really cool. Oh, yeah. ones. Definitely the bass. This is probably yeah. like one of the best bass songs. Yeah, it's got it's got some great bass, and then in the verses, um, Matt Mingus he's kind of like doing these drum rolls, and he goes from like a snare to a tom to another tom. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, it's pretty cool. Absolutely. And um, I love the kind of that bass. That whenever it bass. gets here, you, you go, David. But... Oh no, you can go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just saying that yeah, the bass really complements that part. I was gonna say the, uh, I think the drums also pretty like are really important to the uh, transitions in the song. Like the, it doesn't get heavy without like Matt's part. Like when it does get kind of heavy, like he's the one who picks the song up in parts when it needs to get picking up. I uh, I actually had that same note, but for the next song. But he he really like Matt does a really great job of yeah. kind of building up the songs and and almost creating like i don't know like making choruses sound like really epic and heavy parts like hit really hard 
like the heavy part in the song isn't really that heavy, but it's kind of no. just like Matt who makes it heavy because he's just pounding the drums hard. He like he changes the dynamic of the song, and I I don't even think he changes the tempo that much really, but like the guitars don't really get that much heavier or anything. It's pretty much just Matt. Would you guys say this is like the most experimental track on the whole album? That's what mm. I said. Yeah, I, actually, I'd probably say that. I, I, I kind of stand by like that whole like um, it sounds like today's like Swan Corn is like made five years ago. Yeah, so I agree. Kinda, yeah, in a way, it's like it, this one kind of pushed the bar forward. I get it. I would yeah. actually like like to hear more uh, Swan Corps bands kind of take up this. I don't know this kind of vibe because it's almost very like hip hop like. Yeah. Yeah. Like this kind of almost reminds me of Chon, I'd say. John. Yeah. I get vibes like that in the beginning. Oh, Chon. Yeah, Chon. <laughs> yeah, our beach project. But like, I don't know, Chon has never really done a song like this either, though, which is kind of yeah. so it's kind of weird. Chon, it's like it reminds Chon's me. Chon's a little like, more on the mellow side, but I yeah. could see. I could what see you mean? Where you're going. I, if anything, their 2017 album, where like they incorporate like rapping or like more vocals in general, like if anything, I, I feel like that's closest to this. If anything, who's got who's got some more takes on uh, you Eagle know, versus Crows? I was I thinking about today, and uh, I'll just say mine real quick. Um, I feel like this would be another good song like you could show to someone who's never heard the band before and they can get into it, I think. Even though it's experimental, I think it's pretty accessible at the same time. Uh, you know what? That, it, this would be a nice pick because, shoot, you also get like all three vocalists. You know, you got John, you got Tillian. They're all you know doing their thing and they sound and pretty good. John's and not yeah, like too. overwhelming in any way either, though. It's not like like the whole screamo guy ruined it. It's like... like that is a sentiment that people have when they're not, like used to this type of music, and I feel like John's parts aren't like too out there or too like imposing. For if you were to shit, like obviously, like we all like. If you're listening to this, you probably like John stuff, but yeah, not everyone feels that way. <laughs> feels that way. I kind of thought about thought that about like Three Wishes. Like I'm like, oh man, like you could show somebody this song, and I feel like um, John's part isn't too output or off-putting except the fact that he's like saying multiple stab wounds no it, 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 thing. i showed my my showed my friend he was like Haha, he said multiple stab wounds like <laughs> and i just thought, thought, it, thought it was amusing so eh, i don't know i think it'll be all right yeah like out out here since we're you know i'm mean, here in canada i've been like showing my co-workers a lot of kurt travis and like ben rosette and I've played Dance Gavin Dance, but only like the instrumentals. I mean, that's good. I, dude, no, actually, just yesterday I was playing like Powder to the People and uh, Here Comes the Winner. And my friend was like, oh, yeah. Like, I, so, and, you know, we actually heard the first Will rap line on Powder to the People, which I think actually sounds really cool. And uh, on it was on Here Comes the Winner. He was like, yeah, I really appreciate these instrumentals, man. Like, these are pretty cool. And, and I was like, yeah, you know, honestly, I think this song's even better with vocals. But like, nah, yeah. I think uh, instrumental is a good route to go. But yeah, I'd agree with Cash. Just a good, a nice little fun instrument, uh, experimental song to show like a new fan. 
And if anything, yeah, with uh, John not really clashing too much, I feel like where he comes back in, where he's like, I know where and I know what, I think I should start this up. Like, it it, uh, it mixes well with uh, Matt's drumming, because, like, you know, he picks it up, and then John comes back and starts screaming over it. And I feel like it mixes and, you know, wouldn't be too out of, you know, out of pocket for anybody new to it. But overall, yeah. Just, uh, you just reminded me, David, that somebody like messaged us requesting that that you do a full Shark Dad cover. <laughs> a full one? <laughs> yeah, man, we're gonna need you to do that. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh man, I was yeah, I was actually practicing that a bit, and geez, like. I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but they did say that they were uh, at a court currently at a quarter chub, and you want them to go full, full chub. See, like John's easier to like kind of like cover with, but like on that song, like he, I don't know, like keep like the, having the breath control and to keep going with blinds, like it's, it's a lot tougher than you think. <laughs> uh, it's definitely something I have to work up to, but yeah, it's one of my favorite tracks on the album. I mean, even even like the Tillian parts are like interesting enough to for you to like try to sing them. Absolutely, yeah. Like I'm way more comfortable with the Tillian parts. Yeah, no, I was even during work I'd be sitting, you know, <laughs> I'd be sitting there humming and singing that Tillian part, the John part. Dude, oh yeah. I don't but, know. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw uh, this like one chick on one of the Dance Gavin Dance Facebook groups. Uh, they, like she posted a cover of of blue dream and yeah she was like i don't i don't know she was very uh like not on key and it wasn't very good but she wasn't i don't want i'm not gonna say her name okay all right sorry i thought you said a a very very attractive uh girl and it like it was just funny like the mixture of Dudes like she listened to our uh, her she listened like, to our podcast. Huh? <laughs> she listened to our podcast. Um, and then and then um, yeah, there was a couple guys that were like trying to give like not really give constructive criticism, but like maybe some pointers or whatever. And uh, yeah, it was it was just really funny. Shout Does out to anyone... if you're a listener, uh, hit us up. Oh, he did it. But now I was like, was there anyone just like, you wish you should replace Tillian. Like, get him out of here. We need a female vocalist now. Like, would anyone going that hard? No, but yeah, there's just a bunch of dudes simping. And like, if anybody tried to give her like some constructive criticism, they would like jump in the comments and, you know, totally like white knight. Oh, it's lame. Dude, no. Even though, like, when I joined the group... Like, she was ago, flat! Like, you were flat! <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> I, I don't even know why I'm saying it, but, like, I, I I posted, like, this really bad Lemon Meringue tie cover, and I even post like, I in the caption, I was like, hey, I'm open to any, you know, constructive criticism. This is all just for fun, you know? And then there's people white-knighting over this. Like, nah, that's lame, man. Like, it's all about the art, and, you know? So it's like, if you can be better, yeah. you know, be open. You to gotta it. find Joey Holiday's cover because he killed it. See, he oh, might have uh, done it better than Johnny. 
Moses, why'd you have to Maybe. bring it up? Like, okay, because I also did another co- <laughs> like when those instrumentals came out. Like, I you know I sang like the first little verse and chorus, and it was pretty bad. And then Joey Joey comes out and posts his own cover, and I was like, oh, that's how you do it. Okay, all right. Because <laughs> during when he when uh, jo- Johnny sings mistakes, like after you know like that first that part in the first verse. Joey hits us with, like, a falsetto, and I was like, holy shit! No, seriously, you think, like, when you hit that line, like, if anyone sings it, it's like, you think they'd go for a mistakes, that kind of thing, but he hits that falsetto, and it's like, ooh! Like, that just hits, you know? That was good, bro. Oh, shit, I appreciate it. (laughs) But it's not as good as Joey, so. You added a little vibrato to it. Hey, practice makes better, man. And that's what cr- constructive criticism does, man. So be open to it. But Excellent. anyway, yeah, like, and, and y'all have any more thoughts on Eagles versus Crow? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Crows, man. Yeah, that's a good song. It's a really dope song. Just, like, from the beginning, you know, just from I the mean, guitar. John going off, you know, him getting to start the song. It's enjoyable. And I, I just... Hmm? I was gonna say I just think there's a lot of like interesting good use of like harmonies and like the melodies like with, between the guitar and the vocals just like Absolutely. Tillian really hits like those just really nice like harmonics dude like along with the guitar it's just really good like the little ah like that stuff is awesome <laughs> I, I really enjoy it um I feel like the bass really shines on this track it gives uh Tim his little moment in the sun which is definitely needed. Um, everything else about the track is just top notch, dude. It's it's a very good demonstration of like what to expect out of a Dance Gavin Dance record that has rapping on it. But I think I share like Moses's um, want for like a Will Swan driven song with his vocals like leading the pack. I think that'd be really cool. But other than that, I don't really have any other thoughts on it. Um, I just read a tweet that says Deftones is simply put metal for people who haven't touched a, tw- a titty. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like the other way around, dude. Deftones is metal for people that touch titties, for sure. Maybe, maybe like, you know, three different titties in one day. And, but, but... <laughs> Anyway, you mean? But, but the song. You have a girl song, with like, three titties. No, a girl with one, bro. Oh, okay, so three. Yeah. Get out of the see. strip club, cash. But um, <laughs> no, I, I to bring back like a you know I've I've had a theme where I'm like oh yeah this track like gives me these sensory vibes like oh this reminds me of like night and day or this and that like this one is like the epitome of like just like. Like now, this is I just imagine like a bonfire at the beach. You're at your friends. You're sharing drinks, you know. And and then Tim. Are we talking death of the strawberry or the or Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Okay, I I feel that night vibe where it's just like you're 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 vibing with friends and it's I don't know. And then Taylor, you you always have like the opposite, not the opposite, but very strange. I don't even know what you would call that, like, imagery. I feel it. I could drink Corona to this song. It's with the guitar and, like, the... Dun, 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 I mean, like, it also works during the day, too. 
like it's energetic enough to fill the day. Well, no, it's it's all in the guitar work and. It's a good. Um, I think it would work at the beach pretty much any time. Makes me think of like vibing at at a house party or something. I don't know. Hmm. It's definitely summery. I will say for back. See, that's what I mean, man. Like instant gratification is summery as hell. That's why I said, yeah, it's it's a summer vibe. Hmm. It's a song you'd want to brush your teeth to. <laughs> mm. It'd be a fun way to get up, yeah. It, it's definitely one of my favorites on the album and doesn't get enough love. For sure. You know, like after going through it for this episode, I kind of wish maybe I voted for it. But then at the same time, I'm pretty happy Facts. with the votes I did, which was like on the run and awkward, right? Yeah, I think it was on the run and awkward. Something Both of those are fine. For me, I, think. I don't even know what my top three were because it's it's tough. I was talking about uh for the Tree Cities sessions too. Yeah. Oh, I did uh, Eagles vs Crows and maybe on the run. I think you're the only one who did Eagles vs Crow. I'm sure I'm the only one, and, and I'm like in that, here. No, I yeah, I think I'm the only person in the world. Almost I should ask. Nobody's surprising. Like, how many votes did vote. Eagle Eagle vs. Crows get? And they're like one, but we like that we like that only one person voted for it that we're gonna do it anyways. We're gonna do the whoever whichever songs get the least amount of votes we're gonna do is what they're gonna say. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> like they're just like, nah, fuck the popular vote. We actually wanna do this one. We're gonna do the opposite. Whatever. <laughs> Dude, what what if like, what if, like once your list got picked track for track? That'd be like pretty high. Like I'm like, oh shit. I would I give this man all my. Wow. So if you chose uh, uneasy hearts, um, like you could probably figure out which ones that would be. Which oh, ones are gonna God. win? Well, we we know that blue dream is gonna be on. on yeah, there. blue dream, uneasy hearts. So do you, should we do like a tally, like who had the most, like of all our choices? We'll get all our choices together, and whoever has the most choices wins some grand prize. Wait, wait did they confirm what what uh what songs they're doing besides Blue Dreams or Blue no. Dream? I don't believe but so. But they do. We could always should, I, should I tweet out right now? Drop your TCS two picks now so we can roast them. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that'd be pretty funny but I can't think of picks that are more roastable than uh, Ryan's really? nah, Ryan had some dang picks <laughs> I don't even remember what he picked but he probably picked uh, I don't know, some kind of Craig Owens cover didn't didn't we have like a bunch like the same? He only picked Chiodo songs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like not not even not even uh, all's well. He picked like yeah, the Chiodo album like, from like Chiodo what like Devil. He remembers. I picked Chiodo Brothers. I want to hear like those really out of key off tune songs done by Dance Kevin Dance. Dude, I you saw them picks, back when they were Chiodo Brothers and Bad F and. Bad FM songs. That must have been rough. How was that? Yeah, it was cool, I guess. I don't really remember it, to be honest. That, rec- that record's just real rough. The Shielder Brothers stuff, it's just oof. I remember like liking them enough to buying the CD and, I don't know, keeping tabs on them for a while, at least. Yeah. 
see, I mean, I'm just surprised, like, when, like, there's, like, off-key, like, studio recordings. It's, like, I just thought, like, the director would be, like, hey, you know, cool song, but, like, you should retake this because it's, like, definitely out of key and, like, your listeners would not like that. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? You gotta remember, though, like, back in the early 2000s, like, a lot of, all producers were not created equally. Definitely not in the early 2000s before, like, techniques and stuff came about for, like, the emo, screamo scene. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dang, who just, like, ran into a door? Well, a lot of stuff, I think, is kind of overproduced now, I think. It was kind of yeah. cool and it was still rough. Yeah, I, I feel that. I feel like there's a very, like, polished sheen over a lot of stuff that makes yeah the same and similar in some ways. You need, like, it to be a little rough, I think. Because, it, I mean, it's like... I mean, this our roots are like in hardcore punk and stuff. It needs to be, it needs a little roughness. It can't just be perfect. Yeah, that's great, you know. Listen exactly. to Thursday's uh, full collapse, man. That's like it's a great album. I mean, yeah. I will not, I will not insult all their songs about car crashes and understanding in them. Yep. There was definitely some off-key singing throughout that album, but. The banger, regardless. What song? Someone's, what's the next song? Someone's like screaming, would listen to this and scream, What about Johnny Softkey singing? <laughs> yeah, Moses. It's a banshee. It, it, so I hear the criticism a lot. Is that like, I don't know, I guess I'm bad at like pointing at, or. I guess I don't recognize it, or if I do hear it, I don't. I don't know. Off key scene for Johnny. Yeah, but I I hear that criticism towards DBM one mostly. I don't think his stuff is off. I don't think his stuff is that off key, except when he does it live. To be honest, and even then, and it's also like it's. Talking um, about Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. Um, like it is. So it's like the chorus for like Times New Roman off key, like. You know that whole big chorus like because i love it but like is that off key so here's like another thing about things being off key is that like when things are like slightly off the note they're supposed to be it kind of creates this it creates this tension that sounds pretty cool if you can harness it correctly and so like when like old like 20 like that music they played in um what's it called and oh brother where art thou like that old like 20s blues and like country or whatever like all that Man stuff it sounds sorrow it's yeah it sounds twangy because their voices are all slightly off and so it, like you didn't know if it was off key um it's not yeah you would know if it's off key but like things are gonna like if it sounds like it's almost vibrating in your ears a little bit. It's because it's a little bit off the note. And it's an effect sometimes it can be used. I can't really go that into this though because I don't know enough about harmonics. But like, it, if if you don't sync on the exact note, it vibrates, and so you can kind of tell. But at the same time, you can definitely use that to make your songs sound a certain way, which I think they do with Johnny. Plus, everyone else in the band like had their shit together, so they were they weren't gonna like they they'd probably change the key if he needed to change the key for a song. Yeah, 
Uh, but do y'all maybe want to move on to Death of a Strawberry? Or <laughs> mm, I suppose we could, if y'all really want to. Yeah, this was kind of dragging on. Um, <laughs> damn it, what did I do with my phone? If oh. anything, yeah, if anything, I should be, like, most ready for it, because Death of a Strawberry was, like, my first DGG track, like, ever. Shoot. What was your second? That's what I want to know. Second? Oh, that's hard. I think it was maybe We on the Night. People you knew? <laughs> oh, <laughs> but no, like, if it wasn't We on the Night, it was it was either Something New or Strawberry Swisher 3. Man, I, I like you for, like, coming into the band on this album. I think this is probably, like, the best album like that int- that could introduce the band or Moses, yeah. I think yeah, I could probably agree because like when I went back to Instinct like you know when I was a newbie fan like I went back to Acceptance Speech and I was like eh none of this is as good as Instant Gratification eh you know like that was my ac- initial reaction but now it's like my favorite above this even so yeah the Acceptance Speech yeah it's awesome yeah not nearly as awesome as Instant Gratification mm. I'm not saying that it's better per se. I mean, like, I mean, I I prefer acceptance speech, but like, acceptance speech is such a crazy ass album, like in a lot of ways. And so, I think I appreciate people who like it a lot. Yeah, and I, I guess I wasn't ready for it because I was new to the band sound, you know. And and I was I was thinking, oh yeah, the screamer guy sounds like Ollie Sykes. Oh, I like the high pitched singing. Oh, the guitar work, you know. So I was just like, you know, it was more surface level kind of, you know. Wow, yeah. so you, you you knew Bring Me the Horizon before DGD? <laughs> yep. That's like, there's definitely a lot of people who knew oh, Bring Me the Horizon before DGD. Oh, yeah. I guess so, yeah. Like, they're definitely more popular. And they were definitely more popular in 2015 when it came out. Hmm. Probably. They were not Like, what do you, like, shoot, if anything, what's your thoughts on Death of a Strawberry? Who? You, Cash. I choose you. Um, <laughs> I guess I think everyone has their thoughts about the the lyrics, so I don't really need to go into it because I've already talked about it before. Like they're a little cringy in parts, but I think the other part side of that is that um, I think Till Tillian's voice wasn't quite developed or like right where it needed to be at the time for the song and so it's kind of it, i think his tone's kind of weird because it's like this low falsetto which i think he does better now than he did back when this album came out uh you mean like the the parts or like i'm like pretty mean? much most of the song except for the part where like except for like the parts i mean pretty much all the verses he's doing that low kind of low like i think it sounds like a low falsetto i guess but i mean i don't know that much about singing mm-hmm. but i think i think he would sound if he re-recorded it today i think he could do it a lot better um which, i wouldn't say falsetto but like man yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that i really like yeah. the sound of his voice on this album on the song or i mean the i'm song. not on the album i meant on the song yeah well All no right. and and the song actually Dude, but... it's, a, it's a big jump from acceptance speech especially like the quality I mean, and I, just, I mean on this song I'm just talking about this song like I think there's 
the rest of the album, I'd probably say his voice sounds better than Acceptance Speech. But this song specifically, oh, yeah. I think could today could be better than it is right now. Well, shoot, um, I, I know they did the acoustic. I disagree because his voice is so raspy now. I mean, whenever he cho- chooses it for it to be yeah, raspy. It, it kind of seems like that when he chooses it to be, or that's when how... how I mean, yeah, he figured out how maybe. to do a little vocal fry, add a little vocal fry to his stuff. and um, hmm, Let me see. I like, so the chorus, like, obviously, I, I'm not that into lyrics, but I will say, like, the guitar and the backup uh, vocals on it are really cool, and it's, like, actually a really cool chorus. And the breakdown is still, like, really awesome. Um, you mean at the end? That's, yeah, I get the, the John. Well, I mean, there's, like, two break. There's two breakdowns. There's, like... Yeah, they're, they're, um, there's the first one, and then the second one's basically both an extended. It, like, can build up, it, yeah, but, like, they're both, yeah, both are great. And that's pretty much all I got to say about the song. Like, well, hate this song, much. uh... The song features Martin Bianchini on guitar, and oh, yeah. I kind of like that because it shows how versatile he is. Because you know, Definitely. like we usually hear him oh, on kidding. songs that kind of sound like you know secret bands, heavy as fuck. This is the yeah, man. but but not like yeah. It should be noted that that he was featured on this song and also Chocolate Jackalope, but. The song being like the most different one because it's so like mellow, and he actually um has a playthrough of his parts on his YouTube channel. Yes, I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, like this is the man doing secret band, like you know doing all that metal stuff, you know, and vibing with Full Swan, and then he does this, like you know, kind of. It it sounds like like that twinkly like emo um mathcore thing, you know, like. Uh huh. Yep. My favorite shit, man. Like American football and Owen type of type of shit, but with a little more pop. Um, this is definitely my favorite of the Strawberry Swisher songs. It's probably really? one of yeah, it's probably one of their most like beautiful sounding songs. Like the guitars in the song are really soothing. I love Tillian's kind of soft delivery throughout the song. John John's parts are great too, and I dig. His lyrics. You know, and I, I Matt, agree. Yeah, I agree. Matt does a great job of, like, building up John's parts with, like, some double pedal. And then Tim has, like, really cool little bass riff in the verses. For sure. That's basically all that I have, but I did want to add that we have no shortage on death of a strawberry tattoos. I feel like it's probably <laughs> the most common tattoo that I see amongst the dance Gavin dance fans. Like, that or, uh, check out my strawberry little... with the knife going through it. Yeah, that or the uh, little boat guy on happiness. Dude, uh, yeah, I think I think I've seen the probably strawberry and the boat guy on they... on happiness. And the funny, the funny thing is route. that. Yeah, yeah, that's the funny thing that they get the boat guy from the happiness cover, but they put a lyrics from uh, Pussy Vultures on it. <laughs> well, should get a tattoo of a vagina that also has like vulture wings or something. That's what y'all should do. 
If y'all want to be really fun. hard, real dance game dance fans would do that. Oh, I've seen yeah. the acceptance speech robot a lot. So that's actually yeah. pretty cool, especially if yeah. it's the old one. You don't like the Chad version? I like I like the old one better. The you don't like the I've seen super- it, but definitely not as much as a strawberry with a knife going through it. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. Moses, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I think the Strawberry Swisher series is like the most tattooed series of songs. Like even Swisher Three, like uh, Never Fold Under Pressure, like that line by John, like is I've seen tattooed a bit. Swisher Two, like, obviously, like not you know, as popular, but like now that I think about it, all those mm-hmm. Strawberry songs, they all seem to have like a lot. Well, actually, that's not true, but they have like parts that are really they have positive lines in them i wouldn't say they're, they're not all positive but like they have lines in them that are like somewhat inspirational things like that uh of course you can yeah. do my laundry you <laughs> like well, on, i mean no, like never fold under never fold under pressure um could you stay a little while which isn't that inspirational but you know and, yeah, um, say one and two but uh what's what strawberries wake has the what is it has what's it in it um uh i want you to matter to, to matter you to yeah <laughs> i want you that's very inspirational honestly it is it's wholesome self, john. we need more of it self-care yeah wholesome john there's there's wholesome john on strawberry <laughs> songs it seems like besides like the first two <laughs> yeah the I, first w- two I would are... say that three three through wake are they're more anth- like anthematic than like yes two sure well two was pretty anthematic at least it ends anthematically eh. I would say eh. the ending of it uh dude I okay so the ending I is very this. like part two and three are my favorites and like that ending where they spring the chorus like that they bring the beginning section back like oh it's one of my favorite sections with happiness but as you were saying Cash. <laughs> Two is feel good. So yeah, they're, they're all kind of feel they're, they're feel good ish for some parts of it, except for one. That's like a <laughs> little. Just yeah, that's like uh, cringy, but with a good chorus. Yeah. Line up some blow on your titties and do my laundry, ho. Yeah. 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 Oh uh, God, you guys. It's mad. Is anyone gonna, is anyone gonna say anything other than yeah? Like, cause I think we need some variation to this yep. podcast now. Well, like, did Ryan yep. talk about death of a yep. strawberry? I have not oh, yet, but I. Oh no. Gladly would. Speak your mind. I will say it is a very uh, deserving song title. I mean, if you're gonna go out and give the strawberry its death, I mean, this is the perfect song to do it. Um, Talion's got really like sweet resonance in his voice in this song, and he's just got like really tongue in cheek, like silly lyrics, like talking about being a sugar daddy and all this other stuff. I think it's, it's fun, yeah. It's fun, yeah. It's just, you know, it's all good fun. It's a good, fun dating song, I guess. But, um, instrumentally, it's a very tight, very intricate song, and I feel like it does very well playing into like the Strawberry Swishers, like lyrical content being about like relationships and stuff so i feel like 
it pays homage to like the previous strawberries and kind of stands on its own being its own thing. And like with afterburner reference being made with this song, it's, I feel like it's, it's got its place. And I guess that's why people got tons of tattoos with it. I mean, it's an interesting song. I really enjoy it. I bet David will get a death of a strawberry tattoo. David, don't give in to peer pressure. <laughs> Never fold under pressure. See, I, I'd probably get a tattoo from that. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I'd probably get that tattoo, maybe. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I, 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 I got to say, like, like, I love John, but I don't know. His, like, his course, like, it, like, he's really good at, like, you know, pulling in with his flow and all that and flowing over the instrumentals. But I don't know. His, his flow for the course here, like, stru- always struck me as odd. And this didn't like quite hit it quite as well. Just in my opinion, I don't know. Um, well, I mean, I don't think he really sings in the chorus, but um, well, he's he like a part of the thing. Like, I actually, I actually really like his uh, delivery. It's nothing like crazy or or special, but I think it. I don't know. It goes really well with what he's saying and I don't know it's almost like kind of feeding into what what Tillian's like seeing like it's more introspective than about actually dating because I, I know a lot of people make that like oh Strawberry Swisher songs are love songs and maybe the first two were but I would say that like beginning with three they became a little more introspective and anthematic than really about relationships that's good that's what y'all should all do fuck relationships work on yourself facts some yeah cash hell yeah get, get deep uh, yeah i love yeah, it well, they always kind of just sounds, they always sound like proposition song you ask me no no you kept saying dating and i'm oh no it's throwing me off because when you read the what lyrics, are you talking about how I can be your sugar daddy. How's that not like? Is that not like a relationship thing? Yeah, that's like one line from the song, and it's kind of more going back to just death of a strawberry is definitely a relationship. Mm. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> like the whole. I mean, chorus, do you guys the read the lyrics is... to like the first verse, or do you only know the lyrics to like the chorus? If anything, yeah, because like the song seems to be about like like growing up too fast and like you know being too caught up in the moment. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Says one a waste away. My days with a pretty young thing and blow through all my wealth. (laughs) The first two lines, okay, might not be. That's more about him than about like a relationship or like his uh, ability to have a relationship. But then it's kind of the second lines. The second stands kind of almost implied it's about a relationship it seems like because like i made some mistakes not so good at planning but i got some skills in easy living i don't know that's i cut my time with desperation about, that's more about growing up and like responsibilities learn, also learn to live with a little sensation i don't know those, those two it's because those you're not gonna lines, say that to somebody you're in a relationship with but so, i think uh, you can, you, but you could say it about a relationship you're in is the thing I mean, it or could be, but the guards you put like up the, in a the relationship. The only problem with it is, I mean, I, but I got some skills in easy living. That's kind of a weird 
line to have, I guess, would be. But the other three, I think, worked with it. Yeah, I, I feel like that line's mainly like, hey, girl, I can take care of you, you know, get in my car, we'll have some fun, you know, like, you know. Yeah, trying to escape real life more than a relationship. Well, but it's, I think it's, it's like, even it's trying to escape, living. it's trying to escape real life with someone else, I think. But I don't, I don't think it's the definition of the relationship you probably strive for in life, but this is definitely this like, is like a conversation between somebody would have with somebody they live their life with. I think, I mean, way. I think it could be introspective, but I think it's introspective in relationship in, in a relationship like it's kind of about the relationship it's like it sounds very much like this is a fling or something and like, oh yeah i can get fling vibes sure yeah and like this is like the introspective side of marriage it. or some shit I'm yeah not saying, i'm not saying yeah. that like he's like this is just like i want to have a good time with a girl and like this is the introspective side of it is that is what i think it is because it's like it works with the course to do like that i mean you could be i guess you could have it all be introspective but then why would you have the course like that i guess so i i think like the main foundation of the song the main foundation of the song is like the first line where he's talking about like being in my head and thinking about my fate and worried about my health so that's Mm -hmm. what makes him say like he wants to waste away his days with a pretty young thing and all of that because he's trying to escape like his inner thoughts and shit like that. Or maybe so he just feels guilty the about the fling. Or maybe towards the end of the song. He's saying like, he's no. sick of feeling guilty about this fling. It's not like we all need partners for the pain of existence or anything. That's not like towards the end of the song or anything. Nah. Mm. Hey, that's a John line too. There's too many lines in this song. <laughs> I don't know, man. Moses sounds like he's wrong again. <laughs> No, no I actually, I gotta say with Moses for the most part here. Sorry, I actually know how to read. Uh, that's, <laughs> a, that's a nice Ryan read that's a nice and Red and Ryan. I believe the novel makes me hella intelligent. Nah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you say that to, to girls you're dating or hooking up with, right? What? We all need pledge. The pain. What, what, what do you say? Was it a John line? Because it doesn't count if it's a John line. <laughs> it can't count. No, their, their lyrics never coincided ever in the history of Dance, Kevin Dance. They're always just t- rambling and a nonsense. They never coincide. Ever. No, that never happened. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say it's Lyrics like, yeah. lie. See, I, I, lyrics I, lie. I'm throwing it back at you, David. Nah, I got I gotta go with Moses. I feel it's more introspective and like the girl fling thing is just it can just be introspective and about a fling the same time. Y'all That's need to thing. like hop on the red on like the Reddit for this song also, and you you'll see that more people talk about this being like an introspective and about growing up than just a relationship. Which I guess if you're taking the lyrics like on the surface, then so, yeah, they're gonna be about right. a relationship. I believe denial makes me hella intelligent. Kind of also almost works with it too. Yeah, just real quick, because like you know, I know I touched on the John line not, not really flowing as well. But like when he finally gets to "Hello, Mr. Mind," "Hello, Medicine," I believe denial makes me hella intelligent. I like, think I, it does I, work. Yeah, I, I like that set of words, and and plus I appreciate the Pokemon reference. So like, yeah, and then he he, he says the word "hella," which <laughs> that's uh, what's 
thing, man. People up north, all right, that's all, right. all they say is hello. I, no, I always heard, like, no, I, I heard people. I'm gonna tweet it. Ella Let's see like what they say. Thing to say. That's like a NorCal thing. Is I don't it, know. Like, it I is don't know a NorCal thing. It is, yeah. We didn't start saying okay. it until we had friends from California. <laughs> yeah, I always forget about that. That Ella. Ella. Like, Ella is a NorCal thing, and, like, yeah. most people don't get it. Like, you say hello to somebody, somebody will be like, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no one ever said hello. Then we got it. Then this kid who smoked weed with us came from, like, I don't know, somewhere in North, in North California. And he started saying it. Then we all started saying it. And then I don't think people get us a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, not even related to this song. It's just like, I've heard this people mean this as a cringy teen phrase, you know, when they're trying to sound cool or something like that. Like, I mean, do people still say hello, though? Yeah, I, I think do. so. Hello. I say hello. Uh, I say Every hello. Now and then. I've got nothing against him, so I'd say it. But yeah, like, for sure. It started. It. it started off as like a teen thing, and it was like a rap thing. Um, I think No Doubt did a song. They have a song called Hello. Yeah, but that was like way after, and they're from Southern oh, California. Yeah. yeah, but you know, it exists. But yeah, you have like a full-on adults, probably older than us, that say hello out here. No way. Out in these streets, yeah. They Roman, man. <laughs> I don't believe you. I've never heard an adult say hello. I'm doing a poll on Twitter right now for this debate <laughs> we're having. We need answers. Yeah, dude, death of a Yeah, hello, hello is definitely like a Bay Area thing. That's so interesting, though. Like, Death of a Strawberry is like one of their, like kind of more accessible poppy like songs off this record but like this has been very divisive for the demo team podcast interestingly enough <laughs> miss you are we done are we done with this song yeah sure I think I was, song. we juiced it there's nothing left in that strawberry yeah and, like i'm glad this was my first track but there's definitely better songs on this album but i enjoy it for what it is Shout out to all the original people that got tattoos of a strawberry getting stabbed with a knife. Yeah. Shout out. Don't ever, you know, just keep chasing your dreams and stab that strawberry. You'll you'll make it. Oh yeah. But if anything, yeah, I'd say I'm ready for variation if y'all are. Dude, I am. Um, I really dig. You can't. The one you vote in your own intro. Poll. What's up? It won't let you vote in your own poll. What do you mean? <laughs> I did a poll for Death of the Strawberry to see if it's introspective about a relationship or both. Dude, it doesn't matter because people are stupid and they're going to like, <laughs> they think very on the surface. So they're going to be like, it's about a I mean, I don't, well. She said the word sugar daddy. Uh, wow, Moses. Now I guess it all comes out. <laughs> Is that what you think of me most? <laughs> Whoa. Mm-hmm. So variation. Um, <laughs> I really dig that riff in the intro. It kind of reminds me of what uh, Circus Survive and Armor for Sleep were doing during Juturna and what to do when you're dead. Kind of a lot of like overdrive and but letting like you know, the notes kind of breathe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tillian does an awesome job, but I really dig when John comes in and Tillian kind of fades into the background, supporting, like, 
John, you know, John taking over. But the highlight of the song is the chorus when Tillian sings and John screams at the same time. That's it's all of the hype, man. It's probably like one of the best choruses on here. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And this they is were doing definitely a, a, a Man and Tim song. They kill the instrumentals, like definitely. Like they, that's why it feels so heavy is because of them too, for sure. Or like not heavy like in the metal sense or whatever, but like heavy like it like kind of crushes you. The sound carries a lot of weight. Exactly. And also the back and forth, like you were pointing out, like this is like probably one of the better ones they do in like late like the Tillian era of dance kind of dance. I feel like it's more balanced, like it has, you know, a balance of Tillian and John a bit, you know? Well, Definitely. I mean, yeah, you know, they do the chorus together, so yeah. But you know, individual parts too. The the but part no, where they come together, I saw somebody um uh, like on Reddit, like they mentioned that that Will um, does vocals in this part, but that's not true. Like, the third um, vocal track that you hear is actually a um, Tillian singing in, like, a lower octave. Yeah, yeah call that sure. writer out. Yeah, no. Huh? I, 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 call I, I, that writer out. Oh, dude, I, I asked him for his address so I could stab him. Views. <laughs> But <laughs> but no, I, I don't want you to get arrested, Moses. But um, no, I, I don't I, I don't think we should be skipping over Tillian's lines though. Like bro, he goes hard and really high. You like he does. Like, if, if you no, yeah, like, he has performances. This great. is a hard line. He even like breaks into like uh, vocal fry at the end of some lines. If you like, if you watch a live video, it's he goes really hard, and I appreciate the effort and the Tim going harder. You know. You know, if people are, like, tired of the poppy stuff, you know, and, you know, I, I want to be your sugar daddy, but, you know, this time he goes hard, you know. And just, well, <laughs> that's kind of, like, why this song is right here is because, like, it, you have it adds the with Death of Strawberry, Eagle vs. Crow, and Legend all back to back to back. And so you kind of throw this in here to, like, kind of give you another heavy song, I think. Yeah, because, I mean, even just, like, Dam Up the River, We Can Go Slow, like, I, I thought, like, that was one of his highest notes, you know. And DGD, you know, for now. I don't know. Is there anything that kind of contends with that? Because even he, even Tilling can barely hit it live. Like, like I said, it's really, it's, it's kind of tough. Yeah, it's got to be one of the higher notes for sure. Hmm. Hmm. And then, yeah, of course, you know, they calm it down and go through the verse and stuff like that. And... Yeah, the, the bass and the guitar, they it really just like kinda cradles you through it, you know, while Tillian's kinda Tillian kinda sounds kinda sad and and all that junk. I have a question for y'all. What up? Do you do you think this song would work on a mothership? Because I was kinda thinking about it today. I think it might it could actually work on mothership. I could see it. That yeah. I think it would work um in mothership and but at the same time, it would really stand out also because, I don't know, like, they kind of just let the, I guess they let the guitars breathe in in this one. And they're more sustaining notes and getting, like, super weedly. I mean, it does have, like, a weed, you know, weedly part uh, during John's part. But, like, 
Definitely. like opening rift is like I said, it, it kind of reminds me of stuff that like Circa and Armor were doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just said that because it's like late in the album, and it kind of reminds me of like this a little bit of the sound they do on Mothership. And so I'm kind of wondering, like maybe this is like a song they wrote later when they're starting to think about what they're going to do on their next album. I guess. <laughs> Not that I know what how they do all their songwriting or whatever, but I don't know. It's a theory. I think. I think this might have been um like taken from a from a secret band song, even though Martin's not on it. They actually reference uh, "Stuck and Glued," which is oh, a yeah? secret band song, and like the opening riffs are are pretty similar. Hmm, hmm. my favorite secret band song too. Uh, uh, I I appreciate that. Yeah, that song's pretty great. Song's amazing. For off rip, yeah, it's awesome. Like a beautiful chugging opening riff. It's good stuff. Mm, God, I want to listen to that song now, honestly. <laughs> um, but that's going on the playlist. Top. Yep. Anything, playlist. Like do when that John still. comes in, like I feel like it's almost kind of, <laughs> it's kind of secret band as because he's like death murders everything in sight beneath the rip in the wind. You know, it's like it's like geez, okay, and. What is it? He comes back when says like, "Well, that bitch is a creep," and try to know what I think. You know, like, and I, I, I really like the lyrics in this track overall. And then you know, oh, it, it leads into the yeah. chorus, which, yes, it's awesome. It's a fucking awesome chorus. Like, yeah. Oh, this is a great chorus. This is one of my favorite songs on the album for sure. I think I don't know if I put it in my top three, but yeah, I don't know. I think I three. did. Hey, speaking of the playlist to our listeners, if you still want those, let us know. Yeah, we'll Send do like a whole August comment. playlist or something if y'all really want it. Uh, but also Maybe. tell tell the guys to send me their songs on on Facebook Messenger. I did. So I sent you screenshots. Yeah, I'll do it. Um, variation. Also, what does Ryan have to say about yeah, variation? Ryan. Um, I agree with Moses. Besides it being a relationship song. Um, I think it's more about a song about itself, to be honest. But other than Even that... Even though he says, we like old? Yes. <laughs> but, um, I'd say that I'd agree with Moses that it does have a similar, uh tinge in the vocal delivery in comparison to Anthony Green. But I'd say it reminded me of more of a song off of uh, Shit, Blue Sky. Stop no. right there. Because I actually said that the guitars uh, remind me yeah. more of... Yeah, and I said I said the vocals reminded me of a song off of Blue Sky Noise. So I said I was on you on that bandwagon. So Can I continue? Let me think about it. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Thanks, Buck. <laughs> love you, right. I love you too, Moses. I'll beat your ass later. Um, <laughs> is he the reason you can't look past your future self, Ryan? Yeah, Moses is like the dark version. Like, <laughs> Am I like, the reason? <laughs> I'm the nicest guy in the world. And Moses is the most evil man, and it just we clash sometimes. And it, like he he's mad because. Alpha Flight doesn't call That's him. That's what Canada will do to you. <laughs> yeah, he's mad. He's in Canada. He can't be in part of Alpha Flight. I get it. Nope. He's basically Wolverine. He refuses to be an Alpha Flight. I am Wolverine. <laughs> God. 
Which X-Men are we each? Oh, God. David, oh, you're rogue. Oh, God. <laughs> you going to steal your powers, bro. Uh, I don't yeah, know. David's, the biggest David's, been, but probably. David's probably Gambit, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. I'd say most of Cyclops, because he's a humorless prick. <laughs> uh, no, I'm Woody. <laughs> You're you're the leader. <laughs> you're the leader. <laughs> you're um Ryan's Professor X, but only when he's like in distress. <laughs> he had the best screams on like if I could make uh, a heart no. remix. Ryan's Professor Jean X. Gray. Just constantly go Phoenix on us. I'm gonna just start moaning loudly. Oh, please. <laughs> but please. <yeah>. <laughs> Man, Please. all this, all this, just because I can't get my variation takeout. Let's see what you caused. See what you've done. This cosmic force is about to destroy the world. Yep. It's, it's doomed. I don't know who I am. We're doomed from the start, guys. I'm sorry for all our listeners who have to hear the, the battles waged between the demo team, but I mean. Can I be Gambit? <laughs> Shit, dude. I want to be Gambit. Everybody wants to be Gambit. <laughs> yeah, Gambit was the coolest. I'm looking, yeah, dude. I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, what? I, I'm like him. This guy's dope as fuck. What are you talking about, Moses? I'm like this goofy kid that's like, fine. You're too beast. Moses, you're beast. Fascinating. I am. I am intelligent. So he's very intelligent. Can can I can I just say that I wish variation was the end of the album of instant gratification. I wish loss came before it. Hmm. I could say. Oh I yeah, mean, me too. I agree. Yeah, I was gonna say always that. wrong. There, there we go. I feel like Lost just kind of goes like, right a lot of the time. Actually, it's just a different type of right. He's just a little <laughs> too aggressive, you know. He eats too much sugar. You know, he gets it's... mad. He thinks yeah. about past times. Hmm. Have you Magneto? Actually, no, no, I think you're more. More. <laughs> 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 you're gonna give somebody a very like dark origin story. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna get killed immediately. <laughs> or you come back and like at the end of season one, a little bit in season two, you're like a sprinkle of you in season three, but you're you're mentioned David, a lot. David's jubilee. <laughs> yeah, he's jubilee. David oh, is jubilee. Jubilee's dope. She turns into a vampire in the comic. Jubilee, what? Oh, I thought that was the yellow coat check. Wait, what? Yeah, that, that is jubilee. Is? Yeah, jubilee. She's got the raincoat and the Bret Hart sunglasses. Man, oh, I don't even know what X Men I am. See, I'm not the biggest fan, so I had like different images in my mind. Okay, let me rogue. Okay, this green. Okay, y'all just envision me as a chick. I see y'all. I say Jubilee just because she was like very young and. Yeah, you're a yeah. new mutant. Is basically what he's trying to say. <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> I can accept that. <laughs> you're a new mutant. The rest of us are super sized X Men. I'm just Toad. I'm just like. <laughs> no, no, you're you're that guy that like is it Bishop or or Cable's like chasing around in like the other dimension. Uh, Cable and Bishop are both the, they're both the time traveler dudes. Yeah, no, it's one of them. Ryan, you're that that accompanying like bluesy tone with him. Like he's got that blues motif in his for his theme music. So I'll go go with Bishop. Cable's kind Bishop of like this cool, yeah. Bishop's really cool. I like Bishop. He causes more trouble than he's worth, though. I'm trying to think of who is the mutant that's always, like, the most wrong. Um, 
That's a good. That's a good question because you know. I don't uh, know. Maybe Mystique. I feel like she always escalates things, like for even further than Magneto does. Yeah, she she's a catalyst for a lot of problems. Like even for Magneto. Pyro. Pyro, yeah, he's a fucking dunce. <laughs> Juggernaut. Juggernaut's not a mutant. Is he not? No, he, he gets was. his he gets his power from like a little jewel. So technically, he's a human, uh, and he, that's why he's against the mutants because he hates them and he wants to squash them. But he gets his power from like the ruby of some. Juggernaut's shit usually pretty wrong though. Yeah, like he doesn't really have any think thought process at all. It seems he's a like bigot. except for he hates uh, Professor X because it's like his stepbrother, right? Yeah, and he got favored by his step his his dad. Juggernaut's dad like Xavier more than Juggernaut. Who's what, anybody else? Avalanche. Have a Avalanche. Avalanche was whack as fuck. Yeah, he's. Hmm, I don't know. The most random uh, podcast as we try to like get through. Instagram. I'm gonna be Kitty Pride so I can just uh, you know, like just disappear for a little bit. <laughs> Go into the wall. In. We're just like the cover out cover art for Instagrammifications. Like it's just like sides clashing and making chaos and nonsense happen. Basically. I think other than me though, did anybody else have anything to say on variation? I'm good. I've said my Wait, piece. Were we talking about how it should have been the closer for the album? Yeah, that's what I brought up. That's, oh. that's, I feel that should have Sorry. Been. Moses. Uh, I feel like it's but, a lot of high energy, you know? It, it was a it works. great one. It oh. kind of like reminds me of a lot of closers they did in that time. Too. It, yeah. It's got that sense of closure, but because uh, On the Run has like a bigger outro, like I, I like the like I like On the Run as a closer and it's also kind of like it's a very it's like a big grandiose song. But I like having variation right before on the run. Not gonna lie, I've like listened to this album before, and like listened to variation was about to change it. Then like I get hit by Lost randomly, and I'm like, fuck, I well, forgot Lost this song was on like here. A secret track, track that they forgot. Yeah, the secret track. It's Lost. Yeah. You forgot to put Previously in the number. Previously on Lost. <laughs> no, no, Ryan. Like I, 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 like I didn't think. It, but what Lost character up, am I? This variation definitely should have been the last, like the last track, and I don't see why they didn't like. Lost though, bro. Um, what do you think? Lost, lost is, that, is that blonde chick um, from the show Lost? Because you always forget that they're there. Angela? Which one? Juliet or uh, both? Both of them. Juliet or um, no, Juliet. Kind of all three of them. Juliet. Maybe yeah. Well, maybe did kind of terrible. Penny. Penny is important. Penny was, yeah, she's kind of a catalyst for a lot of things. She's probably like the big, the, the biggest blonde of them all. Because she's rich. Yeah, and she appears at the, as the last track of instant gratification. I mean, it's a, it's a big, it's a big step for her. Man, I oh, yeah. am lost. Need a god. Oh, and before we go to that, like John, like in this breakdown. As much as I love it, his lyrics are totally talking about jerking off at first. And 
like a hundred percent. What? Are, the, are, are those not relatable to you, David? I'll let some steam Brian, off. Me out like that, bro. But no, like <laughs> admiring myself all by myself. Feel the caress so sweet done by my hand. Polishing this frame mm. of my. Well, I mean, that's where it kind of goes off from it. But like, come on. Admiring David's Iceman is official now. The caress so sweet done by my hand. Like, nah. Like, come on. Come on. The, 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 like, do you not see it? <laughs> I feel like it's got, like, a very visceral kind of, like, shock value to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the first time he's done anything like that, I think. Well, I'm, I'm sure going to make a, a post that's going to be assigned, the, uh, assign each host to the um, to X-Men characters. <laughs> but Do it. Do it. I don't know how to word it, though. Uh... But yeah, besides besides that, yeah, this is a really good song. It should have been the other album, um, on the run or not on the run, but like Lost should have been placed like somewhere before this. I think that would have been decent. I feel, I feel like Moses is on to something when he like restructured the track listing on here. Moses, would you would you like to talk about that? Um, which. I tweeted that out. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. All right, so what I did is I started off with Stroke God. I, I feel like Stroke God really feels like an opener because it has, like, that weird, um, I don't know, little intro noise before the before, like, the guitar riff actually kicks in and it's got, like, this big... You know, like, weedly, weedly intro. It, it just feels like a great way to, like, start the album off strong. Um, something new. I, I, I really like the transition from Stroke God to something new. And it, it's also, like, very poppy still. But it's got... It's got, it's got some substance to it. <laughs> Then Eagle vs. Crows kind of change, changes up the the rhythm. So I thought that would be a third track. And then Awkward, you kind of go back into, like, the poppiness of of uh, IG. And I feel like the Cuddler and Awkward kind of go hand in hand. Like, they just got, like, really poppy courses. Then Shark Dad kind of changes that tempo because it's a little heavier. Um, but it actually transitions into Legend very well, which I feel like, where else do you put Legend besides, like, like right in the middle? And so now after Legend, it kind of feels like the album's starting over again. So that's where I put We Own the Night. And then I added Death of the Strawberry because it kind of lightens the mood. And then I hit you with Lost Variation to On the Run. I don't know, and that, that's kind of my reasoning behind it. Like, I, I just feel like it kind of flows well this way. But, yeah, I guess, are we going to talk about Lost? I am Lost. It, it does feature Martin Bianchini on guitar, 
Really? Um, yeah. And this song isn't really heavy, but it's kind of aggressive. Like, it reminds me of uh, Midnight Crusade. Like, it's just a very kind of... This up- song would be way cooler if it was I Like Lost instead of I Am Lost. This is the only song that I can think of that has both Will and John screaming, like, in it, which, I don't know, it's kind of, like, my highlight of this song. Like, you get to hear both, even though, like, you can barely make out that Will is screaming. He does scream in this song. Oh, yeah. I love it. We need more of it, man. Yeah. Um, Also, there's that, uh, like, verse or whatever from Tillian where it starts off saying, like, oh, no, he said a bad word. It's kind of interesting because it almost... Seems like, uh, like he, it's like, I don't know, making commentary on like people getting like canceled or whatever for saying shit, but yeah, yeah, or like people getting easily triggered. So, but that was like also 2015, people weren't really doing that in the same or like even before that, yeah, it wasn't even as bad back then, it wasn't as bad back then, so it's kind of weird. Like, I'm like. Nah, I'd say it happens here and there, and you know it, you hear it come back in like songs like Bloodsucker, except yeah. it's more like political, you know. But no, um, I just appreciate how this song just fires off from all cylinders from the beginning, like you know in regular DGD fashion. And it, I, I'm just I don't know why I'm surprised that Martin's on here because like just listening to the guitar work and like the tremolo picking for the heavy section, like it makes complete sense. Like, I can't believe I didn't see it until now. <laughs> Mm. We know that Cash hates it, but why do you hate it? I don't hate it so much. I don't. I wouldn't say I like hate it that much. It's more like that final like bridge or whatever, like the whole cancel thing. That's kind of. It's kind of. I think it's kind of stupid to put in a song. Kind of rubs you the wrong way. It sort of does, and it's like I do think there's like aspects of like cancel culture or whatever that's like obviously like overdone or kind of like dumb or whatever but at the same time i don't really want to publicly die on any of those hills at all because it's just not worth doing it right now and so (laughs) stuff about tillian's views have come out since and or like he's been outspoken about some things since and this kind of just paints a little more of the picture i guess I mean, this was 2015. So, right? This was about around the time like Me Too movements were starting to. Well, pick up like the Me Too movement, like had a very obvious catalyst that didn't happen until like 2016, and it, so like bubbling on the surface around that time though. So it's like, I mean, people but not really the things happening. You know, eventually, I mean, these people like, are in that scene, so I mean, I'm sure they're seeing things eventually all come to a head. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like I said, it's just like I get people not being happy with like cancel culture or whatever. And like, and I kind of do think that, and I mean, I don't know. I, there's definitely like the whole, I'm not gonna say, like, I agree with it, but like, there's definitely like the whole free speech side of it or whatever, which, and I guess. It's just like not really something that I would really 
put I would I wouldn't want to be tied to that I guess is the thing if I felt this strongly about it and well, based also on- I wouldn't end an album with this sentiment either is the other thing I get that but I mean if you're looking at like the current like meme scape it seems like even if you don't say something on a subject matter like mm-hmm. people are still gonna come for you and expect you to say something I mean either oh way. I agree for sure so like it's... I mean like I agree yes dude, there's we're kind of we there's parts there's points where definitely take gone somewhat overboard on it and I think things are gonna probably mellow out at some point we're gonna probably respond to these things like in better ways but just like gotta weed out the trash man trash rises it's just Actually, guys, like I, I, I know where you're coming from, but actually, I, I kind of, I can see a bit where Tillians come from, because some people, like, you'll say something and then they'll like interpret it the worst meaning of it, and they'll be like, oh, so you that that means you think this, that, and the other, and then they'll like kind of cancel you, and then people well, like, jump on you, and it's like, no, I didn't even mean that in the first place. I'd but like, that's not even like, but I think there's a whole other side of that too, which is like you didn't even think about it in the first place, or you didn't even have any considered it in the first place. Hmm. It's kind of weird because thinking thinking about the time that this came out, and I don't really say it's more about cancel culture, but um, yeah, maybe I feel, I feel like people started getting more um, more vocal and anti people saying like homophobic slurs in songs. Like I remember people trying to get at like Attila, maybe Amir, uh, Odd Feature, you know, like. Like, Eminem would always do it, and I think after, you know, like, but that was, like, years before, but I do I do remember, like, people trying to, like, get Attila in trouble, or, like, hating Attila for, uh, you know, and I, I, I'm pretty sure that's true. I'm not completely yeah, I, 100% I mean. sure, because I've never listened to such a cringy band, but, you know, they did tour with Dance Gavin Dance. Maybe, but hmm. you really want to stand up for Franz? <laughs> hey, I don't know. I mean, I guess even in 2015, guy. I guess standing up for Franz was not big of a deal. You gotta watch what you say. But this episode's gonna get us canceled. Yeah, if you want to be more case by case, like mm-hmm. I, like Kevin Hart would say, like you know, like you know, like I'm straight, so I'd prefer my son if you were straight. Like I have no problem with you know gay people, but like yeah, you know. I'm straight, so I'd like my son to be straight, you know? And then people were like, got, got mad at him. Well, like, I don't know. It's, about it. like, I get why people got mad at him for it. It's because it's not yeah. that, because it's, if your son is gay, it's not his fault that society treats him badly. I mean, it's, it's, society, it's society's fault that he gets treated badly. It's not his own fault. That's yeah. the thing. But, uh, I try to be PC. Because I don't just want to. I don't want to. I mean, like, I mean, I believe in it, but I also don't want to piss people off or insult people. But like, I don't know. There's aspects of cancel culture. I think we go. We can't. We sometimes go too far. Uh, definitely here at the demo team podcast, we uh try to be all inclusive. We don't discriminate. Yeah. Based on um, you know, your preference. Music taste. Um, music <laughs> taste we do. Music taste we yeah. do. Okay. Um, Only Moses, but he's yeah, little, he's just he's old fashioned. Saying you listen to fucking Limp Biscuit or <laughs> fucking Amir or Attila. You or better hope. 
Moses, you better watch it. I pack a chainsaw. Your <laughs> ass raw. <laughs> I don't know. It also it kind of just kind of ruins the song in some ways. Like I feel like I would pretty much have a positive view of the song except for that, because just how I view like the whole sentiment behind it. Uh, but hey, I like the song though. Like you know, people will be like, "Oh, Tillian, he's just that that new poppy singer. He wants to be sugar daddy. He wants to be hot and this and that." But I mean, his lyrics are invoking like damn deeper conversation, like deep, deeper, more nuanced conversation. So it's like, hey. But like, yeah, is it really conversations that you really want to be having or need to be having? Ooh. Like, do we really need to be talking about whether or not you should be saying homophobic slurs or See, being no, homophobic or things? See, no, I think it's more like sometimes people like interpret things as homophobic, even though like sometimes it's misinterpreted. But like yeah. I don't know, like like I kind of think. David, we I'm just trying to understand the... where you're going here. Like somebody saying a homophobic slur, but like, oh, I don't mean, I don't mean it to say because no. like. You're... But like I don't know, I kind of think we should just let the gay people decide a lot of the times what they think is homophobic and what isn't, because you know. No, because like um. Seems like they would know. <laughs> Because I'm saying, like, sometimes there are, like, straight-up homophobic people, like, you know, they, you know, they straight-up state it, it's, like, it's cut and dry, that's how they think. And then there's people, like, they'll just stay a thing, and people misinterpret it, you know, and it can get well, messy. Yes, and, and but I that think sounds like ig- That sounds like ignorance, man. That sounds like, like ignorance, you but... It, you yeah, shouldn't you say any, any kind of homophobic rhetoric if you're not homophobic. Uh, but, but besides that, like... My favorite part of the song, like, it's it's got to be that 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 uh, where John and Will switch off screens, man. That's just I can't get enough of that. Like that's on repeat like ten times before I switch to the next song. Honestly. Well, I guess that's the album. I mean, that's. We we finally did it. We got all the way through instant gratification. We finally did it. We did all the dance heavy dance songs. We're done. <laughs> We're released. We made, That's it. we made our dads proud. Yeah. I feel accomplished and I think I'm gonna have to give an acceptance speech. What listen? Oh, an acceptance. Oh, <laughs> give an acceptance speech for, for you, bro. We got it. that joke right underneath you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, sorry, I'm distracted. Do do? I'm watching football. We'll have to do a 2.0 version of that joke. I got that one. <laughs> but um, I mean. It's pretty good, you know. I, I enjoyed that review of Instant Gratification. I'm glad that, like, it feels like we're like really blowing through these albums. I know we got like interviews interspliced in between, like all of our reviews, but it's like it's crazy. Like thinking back when we like first started with Afterburner, and now here we are, a couple albums later, moving right through it. Yeah. Definitely, it's it's weird because we're gonna. You know, be on the last Tillian album, and then we're gonna move on to to the OG stuff. We're like, no, we're not halfway done yet, but we're almost halfway done. Yeah, it's crazy to think. Come all this way. 
then I don't know, man. What should That's we do so after? Far. Should we do a secret band or Kurt Travis solo? Um, obviously, Ghost Runner on third. Do we really have to? <laughs> It'll be really short. It would like account for like half an episode. I mean, that a song, right? They only had one song, right? No, I mean they had like an album. They had a whole album. Race Records, I believe. Oh, I thought they just had like a one like uh, song on like MySpace. No. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my The release. Thank corrected. I mean. Didn't Dwight Jr. cover them enough? Who? Dwight Jr. or also known as like the cozy representative or I don't know. The guy who did the YouTube videos. The hour, like the two hours. Yeah, he talked about him in in part one. You can't tell me that 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 guy does not look like Dwight Jr. from The Office. Wait, does he have his hair cut in those episodes? In the episode? I don't remember. Or is it long? I think it's long. Like okay. a little longer than Dwight Jr. had it, and I can't remember. I can't remember the name, like the actual name of the guy, or like his real name, not not his name in the show. But I feel like he's been in other stuff too. But the only thing that comes to mind is him being Dwight Jr. in The Office. Dwight Jr. isn't it Dwight Schrute? Dude, in the later seasons there was Dwight Jr. Like it was basically that a younger his, version of Dwight. That was his- his baby. He had a baby with Angela. That was like way after. I don't remember Dwight oh. Jr. Yeah, he was like was probably in, bad season. He was in. He was an intern and then became like. Oh, I remember now. Yeah, he was Plop, there when the um, last season. Yeah, with Plop and. <laughs> <laughs> and that was such a bad season. Oh, <laughs> uh, I know you're talking it about. Had, it had its moments. You gotta rewatch it. Clark. Had, Clark. Uh, Obviously, it wasn't Wait. that great because it was kind of when uh, Steve Carell left. Yeah, they but, made the best of it, though. Huh? They made the best. When no, they I could. feel like it just felt like they hung on too long for that season. I think James Spader like really like killed it. Like I felt like he. Was, I don't know. I I kind of like James Spader. <laughs> he was too annoying, but. But then again, James, he, I added, James he added cringe into like yeah. Well, I mean, it was already cringy to the show, but it was a different. No, no, kind it was always cringy. But I'm saying it, it was like, like a different Liz- kind of cringe. Yeah, Robert like, California, Lizard King it? cringe. Yeah, Robert California. Like I thought, Will Ferrell would have been great, but they only had him for like a couple of episodes. It's like he didn't want to be there at all. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's whatever. They had fun with it, I think. I mean, while the show probably overstayed its welcome, I think that, like, finale episode was a nice yeah, way of putting a nice on it. And, obviously, there's the part where Andy was a bo- was the boss. And that was weird, because he's like kept leaving to go shoot a Hangover movies. And yeah, yeah. Just made for really choppy storylines. Oh, it's Andy, like, oh, I'm going to go sh- try out for singing shows or something. Yeah, he was like, it was obvious that he was like totally checked out. I yeah, like, I got a Hollywood career, bro. I don't have to be here. Mm-hmm. His character radically changed from like dopey, like dumbass that punches walls to like, I'm going to abandon ship as quickly as possible. And then, wasn't Dwight 
manager for the last no he wasn't he wasn't until the very last episode he was manager who was manager then for like all this time well that that was the thing he wasn't there and like the office was like it's most successful uh when when dwight like or not dwight when andy left but who is like, the manager they just nobody have a manager? no nobody was in, so for a while nobody was a manager david wallace thought that andy was there the whole time like in the story and andy yeah. like left to sail his like dad's boat or some shit oh yeah yeah oh and then there was that weird like love triangle thing they had in it that was also yeah then like you know, that like, british chick tried to take his job but there was also it got kind of messy in the who's thing. the receptionist because him because andy and her were like a Aaron. thing yeah, yeah Aaron. Aaron. but Aaron. that was like a really weird relationship that like it by the time it ended up being ended up good, like they Andy had somehow screwed it up, or yep. like and but it was like really badly written the way it happened, and they just made it a triangle for no reason with plop, I guess, or something. Like the last season, well, he, like, he just left without her. Yeah, he left to sail without her. Like he didn't even think of bringing her along. He didn't even tell her. But about it, like it. The, it didn't really, it wasn't really consistent with this character. It seems like it felt like no, one hundred percent no. It's like the last season of The Office, like like every other season, they made you like love all these characters, and they like somehow found a way to like make even Jim and Pam like unbearable. Yeah. yeah. Oh you yeah, Jim, like Jim and Pam became the worst at the end. Like. Yeah, you don't want to see them fight. You that's like it's like watching real mom and dad fight. You don't want to see that. Well, not even like when, not even when they were fighting, but just like like the, their whole character development where. Jim kind of like Pam just got kind of dorkier and dorkier. But that I mean that had happened for a while and that was fine. It was just the final season was just like no. I mean and then they had her like almost give with the camera guy or, or the boom guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah that was I don't know. That was fucked up. And then they end and then he, she's like no you can't or she's like I'm not going to move to Austin and leave you or whatever and they end up changing their mind later and moving to austin yeah what like, a, in the last episode it, that was that was really stupid <laughs> like i just need a couple months to, to change my mind <laughs> so women right I'm just you kidding. know what i've been watching lately though huh What's up? you know what i've been watching lately what i've been re-watching drake and josh nice no, i've been re-watching how i met your mother and it's not I as bad as I remember. Drake and Josh is like, I think, I thought it was going to hold up, but like, it holds up very well still. I never I made watched it. To the- yeah, y'all are probably too I mean, old. I do recommend it, though. Drake and Josh is cool. I feel like mind it. watching it. I mean, I guess you don't have the nostalgia, so, but like, it is pretty hilarious. <laughs> Nostalgia or not. It'd be like me going back and watching Boy Meets World, which, I don't know, seems I pretty... I tried to do that, actually, and it, it wasn't... Pre- it seems pretty unbearable, like... You got Mr. Like, Feeney, man. Uh, it was, like, funny when I was, you Zipanga. know, a kid, but... Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if it holds up. It's Mr. Feeney, bro. You can't, like, doubt Mr. Feeney's, like, great advice. Panga was hot. Oh, for sure. 
Eh, I wouldn't say still is. She was last time I looked up a picture. <laughs> <laughs> what does Topanga look like now? <laughs> so IG, or I guess we finished it. Yep, killed it off. Almost acceptance speech, which just makes me really excited. Eh. It's a good album, but it's not it's not my favorite Tillian album. It's not my favorite Tillian album, but I think it's like a really polarizing album, and a really I think it'll be really fun to discuss it. I really I enjoy listening to. Yeah, it so I guess much. I guess I'm looking forward to kind of really sitting with the songs and re-listening to them and like taking them in. I think there's a lot to unpack. In fact, the next three right. albums, I think there's like a lot to be said about them but that's getting you know, yeah, all the way ahead to Kurt's music so I mean um, wasn't there a single between acceptance speech and instant gratification oh. oh oh yeah you're right was it pussy vultures yep pretty sure yeah which might- that was almost worse than anything on acceptance speech and I know a lot of people have like a boner for that song, but it's overrated. I have a boner for it. It's overrated. It just makes me sad. I, got... <laughs> I will say it's probably one of the most like emotionally weightful songs that Dance Gavin Dance has in their B sides. Uh, okay, in their B sides. That's like such a like. Okay. It's not even like, a B side. How many B sides do they even have? They don't have a lot. I mean, but even with even with that said, like you could say that perfect is a little more emotional than Pussy Vultures. Um, I don't know. Panga is a census de- designated place in Western Los Angeles County. Yeah, I, I've driven through it many times. No more driving through Topanga. Trippy Trippy Red has that song. Take you to Topanga. <laughs> so how about yeah, that what are we talking about um, what about, about that those billion streams that's pretty impressive if you ask me yeah. but dance has over a billion streams honestly is it really that impressive because I think like the Oh, everyone just re-listens to all the songs over and over again. It's probably more. Of... <laughs> I don't know. Is, is it impressive though? How many streams does Travis Scott have? Okay, how many times have you? How many times have you listened to like Dance Gavin Dance over and over and over again? I probably listen to them more than Travis Scott, to be honest. But if I well, if I mean, if Travis Scott a Dance Gavin Dance fan? If the huh? <laughs> is dance is I'm just parsing your words but uh, i'm just saying like if you're if you're spending all that time like listening to dance Gavin dance over again like check out a uh, birds in the trap uh, sing brian mcknight by travis scott it's a pretty great album okay but um anyways but people re-listen to all the songs over and over again so i don't know if it really says how many anything about how many fans there are or anything like that but you know what I mean? Like 
because everyone who's a dance, a hardcore dance kind of dance fan, just listens to the same, listens to all the music over and over and over again. I think I think at the end of the year they get that like uh, year end report, and that actually breaks it down to like how many fans they have or whatever. Like okay, like how many individual people listen to them? Because I would like to see that, and then like you could divide that up, and then come away with. Because I, I, I mean, would like, like to the see average... how many song, like how many dance guy dance someone is averaging in a I mean, year take... is way more interesting. Dude, and and like they didn't do anything lame like uh, Justin Bieber did, where he like tweeted at his fans like, "Hey, make sure that you're playing my music." Like when you're asleep, like on mute or whatever, so you keep getting uh, streaming numbers. What a douchebag. I mean, Wolfpack did that, and everybody clapped and celebrated them when they told people to do that. Who the fuck is Wolfpack? You don't know who Wolfpack is? No, they sound super lame. Oh, that's that just shows like that you're not nice there either. But I mean, if right? you look up, Wolfpack is one of the reasons why you're not allowed to. Release silent albums on uh, Spotify. Silent albums? He released a silent album. They released a silent album. They released and they had a silent album it. for people to listen to while they slept, and oh. they got like a shit ton of money out of Spotify from it. They've been around for a while. Music. That makes them even more lame. I don't know, bro. Maybe you should investigate. Uh, give me some more. Tell me some more about them. Wolfpack? They're like an instrumental funk band. Hmm. Yeah, that's not and, as lame, but... They're pretty good, dude. I doubt it. There's a video of them playing one of their songs and, like, the whole crowd... It's like an instrumental song, but the whole crowd is, like, singing along to the bass line. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty... Yeah. It, it, yes, totally embarrassing that a band would... Have people sing along to the bass line. No. What if the BG what if you saw the BGs and everyone snake along to the uh staying alive bass line? Dude, I wanted to like, see the lyrics. They're like, the... they're like just reminds me of when we had uh properties of nature on here and they were just like scatting all the like the guitar licks. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine like, if any DGD show or any like shit chon or fucking animal. Oh, I'm curious, like do people just go there and just like Mouth scat the whole time. I probably would honestly, but I would keep it. Space. I would do that at like a Ben Rosette show. Yeah, like his like guitar riffs are like very uh melodic. Like, like it almost sounds like somebody singing. Mm-hmm. It's like that's like a what is that polyphia? Like that's their way of looking at it. Like they try to like write guitar leads that could like replace vocals, so they don't need a vocalist. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be cool if like one of these instrumental bands got a, someone to scat over their music. It'd be cool if like one of these instrumental bands got a singer. <laughs> nah. <laughs> but yeah. So congrats to Dance Kevin Dance for all them streams from so many people. How about those recent listens this week, huh? Oh, yeah. She's probably going to hate me. Is he? <laughs> what can he do now? We're going to multiply it. Hate me like a father hates his son. 
You're gonna you're gonna be grounded. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, have you guys uh speaking of recent listens, have you guys heard of uh Boy Becomes Hero? I'm sure you have, like most people that you mean like, Boy Meets World? No, Boy Becomes I'm Hero. Playing. I'm just playing. He's like this one dude that, um, I don't know, like it's like a one-man post-hardcore band. And like he released a project, I don't know, back in the day. And it had like a bunch of like different features, but uh, Kurt Travis was one of them. And I think it was like an EP, but... So this guy's like working on his like debut album, and it's a... What's the word that I'm looking for? Like, like you know those albums that have, like, a concept album? So mm. it has, like, a storyline mm. that you follow. And so, it, it, like, he plays the music, he sings. It features a Garrett rap screaming. And it it's also going to feature Johnny Craig as, like, the antagonist in the story. Oh, wow. But not on the album? No, no, yeah. yeah. I, was looking at- <laughs> I meant, like, in the album, so... Johnny Craig is um, gonna sing. Oh, okay. On it, yeah, but um, he does play a good villain. Yeah, I was or, say that's pretty cool, dude. He does. Like I was looking act like a villain. So he's got. Yeah, but he has two songs out right now. Like one just dropped over the weekend. Uh, Restitution and flexibility. None of them have yet to fe- feature um. Johnny Craig though, so I'm kind of looking forward to to seeing how how I'm that curious, comes about. Because it's like, like uh, I was looking up his old stuff, and he had Aaron Gillespie on a song too, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, he had a, he had uh, Aaron. It's on that Rebels. Kurt, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, he's had like Kurt's been on a couple of his songs. It's really cool. Yep. Yeah, I would say uh, go back and check that stuff out. That's really cool. How'd you uh, happen upon that? Just um, when I was, like, really diving into Kurt Travis's stuff, like, um, you know, just kind of revisiting everything is beautiful and being like, okay, like, Spotify will show you, like, everything that an artist has been, like, featured on, too. So that's kind of how I um, came across it. it was, like, it was, like, you're, like, I don't know, a couple years, or yeah, like last year, I believe. But cool, then dude. I saw, then I saw that uh, this dude was starting to like drop new songs again, and then I think it was on yeah. Instagram he mentioned that Johnny Craig was gonna be on the new album. Nice, yeah, should be interesting. Uh, yeah, he started but, releasing stuff about a month ago, and three weeks ago he dropped something, and then two days ago he just dropped something. So it's like fresh fresh stuff yeah. right there yeah definitely check out like the newer stuff and go back and listen to reverie or whatever that album was called um but yeah i'm really interested to hear johnny on it because it's more post hardcorey than anything that johnny has done recently so you don't like his softcore r&b trapper rap i mean i just kind of listened We're to it a this again bit and- no, I didn't really care for it. So, I think Johnny really shines on post hardcore music. So, I'm excited yeah, for that. that. Um, 
I've also been listening to Static Dress. Uh, yeah, like I've kind of mentioned them before, but this is definitely a band that I don't know y'all should be like following. Um, they're kind of doing like old school post hardcore. Um, I would say like the early 2000s stuff before like it became like super, you know, super scene or whatever. But yeah, they're like very interesting. They uh, just dropped a new song that they have a music video for, but it's not on Spotify for whatever reason. Uh, it's called For the Attention Of. But yeah, they're like pretty good friends with um, uh, If I Die First. So I wouldn't be surprised if they tour together sometime. Oh, and they're from like Australia too. So shouts out to them. Um, I've also been listening to this band Chamber. So they're kind of like old school post hardcore also, but more like the bled, just kind of like really heavy uh in your face type of stuff. This other bland uh, band called Fleshwater. Um, I don't know, they sound very interesting. It's kind of like 90s like almost grungy post-punk and uh yeah that's pretty much pretty much all i've been listening to uh oh wait i was listening to this uh artist called full crate um so i don't know it's like this armenian dude that grew up uh uh in the netherlands but he does like kind of like really mellow like hip hop stuff, and he collaborates with with a bunch of different artists. I don't know, pretty cool, very mellow, chill vibes. But yeah, what have you guys been listening to? Do you want to go, Cash? All right. You gotta, you gotta make, you gotta make Moses mad. You said you're gonna make him mad at you. Okay. Well, I'll start off by not making him mad. And uh, we had new Coletta music and new Movements music. I listened to both of that. Uh, movement stuff is really good. Coletta's pretty good. I feel um, Coletta's like rapping a lot in, in their stuff. Yeah. It's interesting. But yeah, I, I dug it. Uh, listen to Counterparts. Really good workout too, actually. Um, a little of the front bottoms. Uh, Mark Rebile, or whatever the fuck his name is, he had a live stream recently and check that out it's pretty cool um Aaliyah's music just got on spotify so i was listening to that pretty recently Aaliyah? yeah Aaliyah. dude i was listening to Aaliyah on the drive to montreal i put um that song i don't want to be without you i think it's called it's from the um fuck, uh next friday soundtrack Oh, yeah, I know that, yeah. Great movie, great soundtrack, great song. Nah, she's got a lot of great stuff. It's probably her, like, my favorite song of hers. I think mine's Rock the Boat, but... That's a good um, one. Yeah, classic. Um, SZA came out with new music, listen to that. Did you, did you guys check out the new SZA, Moses, or...? I haven't yet, but I'm I'm looking forward to checking it yeah, out. It was cool. That was like her first new song in like three years, I think. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. Um, Peter Gabriel, of course. 
kind of shocked that monkey. Uh, I don't know what that means, but sure. Uh, Ryan knows what that means. Peter Gabriel was in Genesis. The band that, that had yeah. with Phil Collins, Peter Gabriel, and there's like a third guy. Who, I don't remember who that is, but I think he's kind of famous too. Not famous enough because when people talk about Genesis, they always mention Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel. Never the other guy. Yeah, that's true. Um, but that's but pretty much the general conception. Peter Gabriel is pretty cool. I think I like him a little bit better than Phil Collins, even though Phil Collins had some bangers like yeah, Tarzan. Did Tarzan, I don't really like man. either of their music, but Phil Collins had one song that I really like. Um, I don't know. Postal Service covered it and did. Our, uh, it's not in the air tonight. That song fucking sucks. Yeah, uh, that's a really lame take. Um, Whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> I listened to Earth, Wind, and Fire because. When we were supposed to be recording this, September had just started, and everyone kept posting that shit all over the internet. So, <laughs> even though September, I was asking if you remember, like the, isn't it like the thirty first of September, or like kind of like no, it's end some, of September. Oh, is it something nights? You're thinking thinking of when September ends, actually. Maybe it was thirty first night of September. I don't know. Or does he say the very first night of September? Maybe, yeah, it might be the very first night. Um, and then finally, the uh, ultimate piss off Moses. I was listening to some hair metal, some uh, Scorpions, Motley Crue. Yeah, dude, he says the 21st night of September. The 21st night, okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll not we'll uh, bring that back and. I guess a couple weeks. Yeah. Scorpion. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, but uh, I you gotta listen to early Molly Crew because it's more um, hardcore punk and like thrash influenced. They are. They are. They are hardcore punk influenced. They're not hardcore punk though. They're hardcore. They're not hardcore punk, but they are. Inf- well, they're influenced by punk for sure. Maybe not hardcore because that might be a little later on, but they are influenced by it. And yeah, that's it for me. The Wiggles are obviously the most powerful band influenced by hardcore punk. Yep. <laughs> well, I guess that's. I mean, aren't there a lot of like uh, vegetarian or vegetarian like punk bands? And they made fruit salad, so make it, yeah. it kind of all adds up, right? Wiggles did. Hella inspirational to the people. I mean, people don't survive their mosh pits, but the, I mean, there's a message to be found there. It's kind of sad that the Wiggles they have today are a different iteration. They replaced like all the members. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like dance, Kevin dance. Yeah, basically. Yeah, Steve from Blues Clues is the new singer of Dance, Kevin Dance. I don't know if you knew that, but. Anyhow, you know why Steve quit, by the way? Blizzard. He's going bald? Yeah, he's going bald. <laughs> he didn't want to go bald in front of a bunch of kids. Can't, can't remind children of like the oncoming march of time and death. 
So let that that dude had to go off Blue's Clues. No, he quit. He didn't get fired. He's going bald though. They didn't want him on there. Dude, no, he left because like he had quit and he had like abandoned shit. He was all right. Maybe we should do one of their albums after we're done with Dance Gavin Dance. Come to Steve from Blue's Clues podcast. Yep. I got a handy dandy notebook just full of like notes of things I could talk about during that. We can do like a mail segment where fans mail in their like deepest, darkest questions about Steve from Blue's Clues. Talk up to the pepper and the salt, the paprika. Oh, dude, those are like the best guys. Anywho, I guess I should talk about my recent lessons, huh? All right, see you, everybody. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Moses always goes first because we got to make sure everybody's asleep, and then I wake them up, and then we send them home. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Ooh, I listen to this new uh, Craig Owens song. Hey, Bad man. Channels. Bad X Channels. Even though they don't um, pronounce the X, I think it's just Bad Channels. It's Bad Channels. You're Bad Channels. the X. I don't know. It's just a stylization, so you know people would like see that it's not hardcore music. I don't know. Should we talk a little bit about Lincoln Park, just so David doesn't feel left out? No, man. You got to bring up. Um, yeah, what did David listen to? Uh, Advent, Adventure. Wait, did he send it to us? He listened to Happiness. He listened to. Um, oh, y'all. Are- <laughs> I was like, I was like, he sent us to listen what he listened to. Uh, from first um, to last. <laughs> shit, that's a good list, David. Thank you for sharing. Yep. Anywho, um, my recent listens this week. Uh, there's this band called uh, Painkiller Party. They had this album they released um, last year, 2019 called Welcome to the Party. It's real cool, kind of gritty, glitchy, like heavy metalcore music. Kind of like in the same vein as like Sky It's Airplane. I wouldn't say the same level of like intensity and like where it's all like just double bass and like gnarly screams and stuff. I think there's like a little more noise going on here, but um, they got a really good song on there called uh, Burp During My my Feet. <laughs> and then moving along from the flatulence i got a call it tragedy they have a song called alteration plus um really dynamic rich metalcore stuff with like a it's like a wealth of textures and just like great riffs and like slamming breakdowns throughout the whole thing um, they released an album this year called Turbulence. Uh, it feels like some like really old school, like 2010 stuff. And if you know Moses, he knows me, and I like shit that sounds like it came out like 20 years ago. So this is right up my alley. Anywho, um, I was uh, listening to the song called RGB by Scattle, and I've just been kind of like listening to like chiptune stuff because they announced that they're uh, re-releasing the Scott Pilgrim game. So I was just excited so i was listening to the anima Noguchi album that they did for that game but it just made me want to listen to more chiptune so i was checking out all kinds of different fun noises in the chiptune genre um other than that i listened to 
Boris. They have this pink album. Really good, like, Japanese shoegaze. A uh, buddy of mine recommended it to me, and, like, I, you know, I like listening to, like, Gazette and Darren Gray and stuff like that. So I figured I'd give it a shot. Um, real, like, noisy shoegaze stuff. Real, like, different if you're, like, um, expecting something from a Japanese shoegaze noise band. Uh, yeah, it's definitely different. I, um, if you're, like, a fan of, like, that uh, mid-2000s wall of sound production style, I definitely recommend it. Just... <laughs> Moses likes it. See, he's, he's getting all kinds of. Speaking of wall of sound. Beach Boys? We're going to bring up Beach Boys? Yeah, sure, if you want to. I love Beach Boys. Good vibrations, bro. More like Burp Boys. Burp Boys. Burpees. Those are, that's a great exercise for you. Anyway, rounding out my list, uh, this is a song called Like Diamonds by Maybe Memories. A friend recommended them to me. They're like emo rock, similar to like kind of like Matchbook Romance and Armor for Sleep, where it's kind of got like that post-hardcore edge, but it doesn't really have like aggressive screamo guy like running around ruining it. But yeah, it's good stuff. Um, I mean, definitely they have to be like in that genre. I mean, Maybe Memories is definitely like a used reference, but I'd recommend... Anybody need something to listen to? Check out that band. And that's my recent listens for this week on the Demo Team podcast, you know? Yeah, that reminds me. Like, this week, on two separate occasions, my friends made fun of me for listening to screamo music. <laughs> they berated you and, like, cornered you in the shower and pointed at you and laughed at you. Yeah. I went in the fetal position, cried, and water rained down on me. I was driving um, to gra- grab some food with, uh, like, one of my uh, friend co-workers uh, the other day, and I decided to to play Three Wishes as kind of like a, like, let's see if he, if he like, I don't know, comments on, on the screamo guy ruining it. Because, you know, like, it starts off as almost like a very 2000s, like, indie rock song like an indie pop song mm-hmm. and uh yeah i don't i don't know he didn't say anything but like it was more screamo than like than i like originally thought like i forget that he like, screams other stuff besides uh, multiple stab wounds <laughs> like he referenced like uh, the first time he had sex and you're awesome bitch and yeah, yeah i don't know i got no reaction though I put that song on for my cousin a couple weeks ago. She's not, like, super into that kind of music. But, like, the fact that Homeboy's just screaming about multiple stab wounds, like, tickled her. And she thought that was funny as fuck. So, that I've, that experiment's fun, to say the least. I'm sorry I didn't get no results, though. Yep. Try again. See what right. happens. Mm. Just keep playing it over and over. He didn't say nothing. Now you can just play that kind of music in front of him. That's his own mistake. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, I had to make a a playlist for basically the drive from Toronto to Montreal, and like that's like a six hour drive. Jeez. So yeah, it was mainly a lot of like rap. Um, a lot of a Montreal. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I don't know. A lot of 50 Cent, G Unit, uh, Fabulous, Ja Rule, Big Fun, Fat Joe. No D12. Oh, Fat Joe. Who D12? I had a D12 song, Eminem song. Uh, Twista, Old Kanye. That's cool. Some some UGK, T-Pain. You know, the good shit. Snoop Dogg. Any Busta Rhymes? Maybe like five Ooh. seconds. Uh, I didn't put Busta Rhymes on it. That's too I bad. Did. I put Sexy Kenna by Ray J, though. <laughs> I should have put I Hit It First, the song about uh, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I don't think he was first, though. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Kanye, he was. <laughs> uh, a lot of Pop Smoke, ASAP Rocky, Travis Scott, Drake. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Um, David likes Drake. Yeah, I snuck in some like Kiro Kiro Bonito though. Ooh, that's good. Yep. Some Chon, because, I mean, who doesn't, like, I think anybody can listen to Chon. I'm like, like, all right, I dig Let's this. Let's get Caro Caro Bonito on a, for a Swan Fest. Dude, that'd be sick. Replace Issues. Yeah. It doesn't even really make sense genrely, but, you know. No, cool. they should put some. They should put like snails, snails house. Um, speaking of chip tunes, they're they're like a chip tune band. That's really good. Well, I hope we get a chip tune revival because of that Scott Pilgrim game. Hope we get like a Nintendo Core revival. Dude, that'd oh, be that'd dope. be dope. Yeah. Hmm. I guess that's the podcast, right? I hope we get a hair metal revival. Ugh. I'm just kidding. We already had that. We already had Ronnie Radke and Asking Alexandria. We need an easy core revival. Some like four. Did it ever really die though? Yeah, I think so. All right. Um, it's been fun, guys. You can reach David at um, on his Facebook page, David Pottinger. Message him and ask him to sing for you. You take quarters, nickels, even dimes. Yeah. Um, my name's Cash Spicer, and you can reach me on Twitter at Cash Spicer or... Instagram at the Cash Thing and Spicer. Um, Ryan? You can find me at Ryan slash slash on Instagram. You can find me at Ryan slash slash with the number one on Twitter. You can find my band on Instagram at Stay Still Official. Find us on, on Twitter, Stay Still CA as in California. Um, Moses? You can find me on Facebook. I'm Adam22 on Instagram. And uh, yeah.
Shout out to uh, the David. Lord's Bible Study 18 and over on Facebook. Shout out to David. At David Pottinger, David Pottinger. You can find him on David Pottinger. Everything is David Pottinger. How you spell that is up to you, though. Use your imagination. All right. Peace out. Bye-bye. Later.